0: I think that the presence of artificial intelligence and natural language processing in medicine will, first of all, strengthen clinical decision support. And also will, uh, as I mentioned, will provide a more comprehensive, timely and efficient and accurate prediction of of, uh, disease. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just
1: sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make A Wish Israel and Tech2Peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Court Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo. And in media partnership with C Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. This episode is with Saeed Amal, an assistant research professor at Northeastern University. Amal was a postdoctoral fellow at the Stanford University School of Medicine, where he focused on the applications of artificial intelligence to improve healthcare, especially care for cardiovascular disease. He received his PhD and MSc degree in computer science from the University of Haifa and a BSc degree in computer science from the Technion. Amal has vast leadership experience in applied research from the tech industry and is a former vice president of an R&D data medical startup in the field of cardiology. His research interests are the healthcare applications with artificial intelligence, including deep learning and machine learning, natural language processing and image processing. Zaid Amal, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Fine, fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very, very much for joining my show. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, discussing and dissecting a little bit your own journey. Uh, today, the as assistant professor at Northeastern, previously, uh, you've been doing some postdoc research on NLT with Stanford, uh, which I love, of course. Uh, you were also with Dynamic Yield and Carmel Tech and uh, GE Healthcare. Uh, and originally from, uh, with a PhD from the University of Haifa, which is right nearby. And so uh, a, lot, a lot to uncover, Say Thank you again for being here. And I'd love to get started with understanding a little bit your own journey, venturing, you know, from even childhood all the way into the AI and NLP space. What leads you to do a PhD in, in the NLP
0: space? Sure, so, uh, First of all, as, as you mentioned, I'm a research assistant professor in uh, artificial intelligence for medical research at Northeastern University. And I'm a member of the Rue Institute. And before that, I was a uh, postdoctoral fellow at Stanford University in the School of Medicine, uh, Department of uh, Surgery. So in this period, I was uh, focusing on the use of artificial intelligence and multimodal data for improving cardiovascular disease here, which includes early detection of disease of cardiovascular disease, and uh, given a patient with a specific disease, uh, we would recommend personalized and optimal treatment for this patient, given the history of uh, uh, of this patient. So, and then before joining the academia, I was. Uh, Research scientist at uh, General Motors, where I was uh, focusing on replacing the rule-based dialogue system in the car and the vehicle. So, uh, and this is of course using artificial intelligence for uh, uh, for natural language processing, uh, and this is also uh, very important in. The communication between the, the driver and the car. Uh, it starts by uh, using techniques like natural language understanding and uh, artificial intelligence for understanding the what the uh, the driver need, and then responding in a natural language uh, response. And then, in gen- I was in also in General Electric a research scientist. I was focusing on. Uh, clinical uh, building clinical uh, language models using uh, you know state of the art artificial intelligence for uh, for deep uh, for natural uh, language processing for using deep learning where we use uh, state of the art uh, word embedding representation that can help us in understanding and modeling uh, the clinical uh, language. And then using this, of course, we we can uh, provide a summary about patient uh, help. It can help us in the diagnosis of, uh, of a patient for a specific disease. Uh, so this is as part of this is where I uh, had the experience in uh, the medical research and LLP in, in the industry before, by that, the way, just, gonna... just to um, uh ponder for a bit about
1: general motors for example you you were in general motors 2017 to 2019 this is i believe right around the time that transformers were becoming a big hit in the nlp world uh, this is the time where a lot of these new papers were coming out bert etc how, how do you compare sort of you were living through that transition how do you compare sort of your work you know pre 2018 to post 2018 how would you how would you think through that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it was definitely uh, starting with the attention is all you need paper, which is like you know, did a revolution in the in the domain of uh, language modeling and uh, uh, the use of deep learning for uh, for language modeling, uh, and it it's uh, mainly uh, gave the op- the option to. Uh, understand and model uh, language using its context, and not using you know uh, uh, the word itself or a piece of uh, text. And uh, of course, this is uh, as part of the transformers, and uh, this is like main main uh, was main focus of my research that I used for actually generating uh, prompt automation. Uh, taking the uh, the user utterance and taking it into a uh, understanding of this utterance, and then responding, and all is always was based on the actually transformers, which are uh, gave uh, you know uh, a huge boost for this uh, language modeling and dialogue system. Now within.
1: Within on General Motors and, and, and GE Healthcare, I'm always curious about, you know, the real tangible impact that, you know, the, the integrating NLP into systems that are, you know, in, in, in companies, what, what is the, the potential impact that they can make? So maybe you can share with me a little bit about how you perceived the impact of integrating NLP and, and how that maybe transformed or, or augmented some of the processes for GM or for GE
0: yeah so up until up until that uh, period uh, these systems were based on as I said on a rule based so uh, you know analyzing the input and then trying to using templates for you know, ru- uh, templates and rules for trying to understand what happened like what is the request or what is the the, the information about the patient by using real like you know uh, rule, rules which would say I try to identify okay, this is a, um, a procedure that happened out of the a report that a clinician uh, uh, wrote and then uh, using you know kind of a flow predefined flow uh, which would need very specific handling of each disease and each flow and then uh, and then using these uh, new techniques which uh, would, understand the context of uh, as example the clinical text context you could understand uh, um, the coding of a specific disease and how it appears in the in the sentences of, of the clinical of the electronic health records this would uh, um, uh, the, like uh, this research that happened in the academia gave uh, a really um, great impact on the industry and the use of this uh, research in the industry Uh, both in the on the clinical domain and on the uh, as i as i said in the conversational ai so uh this this is uh this is a great impact that uh improves actually uh the industry Mm -hmm. now you transition from
1: from being quite a bit in the industry and implementing NLT systems in, in a variety of companies, what what made you transition to academia at that point? Why, why make that shift? Usually it's the other way around.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's mainly about uh, using the artificial intelligence and given the large amount of clinical data available, I wanted to I saw as a mission to save millions of lives of cardiovascular disease patients. And I saw that with my experience and with my knowledge in the domain of artificial intelligence and natural language processing, I could uh, have a great impact. And as you know, in the academia, you have uh, more uh, freedom of research that you can uh, do. And also, you have collaborators as example in stanford we have the hospitals of stanford where you can have access to the data to the to the, this big clinical uh, big data big clinical data where you can uh, have a, a real great impact as example one of the projects that i was uh, working in at stanford for predicting uh, peripheral vascular vascular disease Using artificial intelligence and natural language processing and genomic data, these algorithms that were developed after uh, you know, hard work are now deployed in Stanford uh, systems, and the surgeons as, at Stanford use these algorithms to, you know, to get confidence on uh, their patients on their uh, on the diagnosis that they did on their patient. And I think that this is uh, this is one of the main reasons that uh, causes this transition from the industry to the academia. Mm-hmm. So, so diving
1: in a little deeper, you're introducing us into uh, the other topic I wanted to discuss, which was NLP in healthcare and the really tangible places where NLP can can be of use today. So, so maybe you can touch a little bit on, you know, sort of. Healthcare, some of the limitations of today's processes, and, how, and, and what are the different ways, even before diving into your own research, what are the different ways that NLP can really make a significant contribution to healthcare?
0: Yeah, so uh, I think that the presence of artificial intelligence and natural language processing in medicine will, first of all, strengthen clinical decision support and also will uh, as i mentioned will provide a more comprehensive timely and efficient and accurate prediction of of uh, disease and also given uh, a patient with a disease it uh, we would uh, provide you know personalized treatment that would be optimal for this patient and not general at uh, uh, treatment or medication and then also uh, I think that it will provide a more efficient ways of communicating information to the electronic health record systems. One more uh, important what uh, aspect. I, in-
1: if if I'm if, I, if I'm delaying on what you just said, that this will allow, for example, better predictions or better diagnosis. So how, how does NLP really play into the 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 life cycle? Of a patient, how how does this how does NLP help take a a, a regular patient and help go through a better diagnosis phase? Why, where where is the integration here,
0: tangibly? So uh, NLP actually for understanding, you know, electronic health records where all the information are that clinicians wrote into the uh, into the system. Uh, when we use NLP, it would help us understand these. Uh, this textual data that exists, this big big data, big large, large uh, textual data that exists in the electronic health record and model them and understand the context of each one of these uh, uh, concepts and terminology of the clinical uh, domain. And also, uh, once we have this, we, we can understand and model Uh, the history of this patient and understand you know what uh, medications, what are the pathways that this patient has and understand giving all the information that's available in the electronic health record uh, to lead us to predict which patient can develop a specific disease. So uh, it, it can help us as I mentioned also in Understanding the the other modalities, modalities as uh, imaging, like CT and MRI, natural language processing can help us in better understanding of these imaging uh, data that would also help us in the prediction process. In in having the whole overview uh, about this uh, patient. So if
1: we're looking back to NLT, is it is it the the records that the doctor writes? Is it the the simple communications that the patient provides in in conversational AI? so where where do these new language models, how do they help us make those better predictions? Because some of the things that you mentioned, they sound like traditional deep learning models where you can take a bunch of the structured, and diagnoses, blood tests, uh, different um, examinations, and then output a prediction. but here we're talking about taking perhaps some more of a, of a textual conversational AI type of, of approach to create new insights leveraging NLP. So how does that work?
0: Yeah, so what happens is that, you know uh, the history of the patient is, is sequential data. These visits are sequential, and then with, uh, with the domain of uh, deep learning and you know, uh, techniques like uh, LSTMs and, uh, that can understand and model sequential data, uh, we can, in, uh, in addition to the language models that we built, we can model this history of the patient in a way that we can understand what happened in each time step. And this way, we can understand, you know, patterns in these in this history, and understand uh, which pa- which pathways can lead to specific disease, and in which pathways can uh, lead to adverse events. Uh, sometimes we can use it after uh, if a patient had a the surgery, then we would like to understand would this patient uh, develop adverse events after this surgery, and then we can. Uh, probably try and and have uh, a different uh, treatment, have a different surgery or maybe uh, try to understand what is the optimal treatment for this patient. So so the whole uh, uh, revolution and uh, the fast evolving techniques and technologies of artificial intelligence, natu- specifically deep learning and natural language uh, processing is giving a great impact on the understanding of this uh, clinical domain and uh, helping in saving lives and making lifestyle of the of the patients better. Uh, and I see, I think that uh, what I see is like, for me, my mission is to save millions of lives of cardiovascular disease patients using these uh, artificial intelligence and natural language processing techniques. And uh, again, I would mention that specifically given the recent uh, large amount of clinical data available and the fast evolving of the technologies of artificial intelligence and natural language processing and also even image processing would provide a more comprehensive timely and accurate prediction of, uh, of cardiovascular disease and also uh, other diseases. Mm-hmm. If
1: we're looking at the advancement of large language models, foundation models, um, how, are, how are they promoting or how helpful are they in the healthcare domain? Because to me, it sounds like a lot of the, you know, the healthcare domain requires a lot of specification, a lot of fine tuning. How do how do these larger models that are more one shot or few shot and um, generalized models uh, are they relevant for healthcare or is it more of the fine tuned ones that are more relevant here?
0: Yeah, so uh, actually, what we do is we start with these uh, pre trained language models, uh, and then but each time you need it, even for clinical domain or some other domain, you need to fine tune it. And you need to train these models to understand, we talk about the clinical domain, you need to modify it and make it understand the context of these, uh, of these uh, uh, domain. And, uh, and as I said, if we talk about a uh, specific disease like PAD, uh, peripheral artery disease, so we would like to model the context of how this uh, specific like code or disease appears in the uh, in the sentence and in the reports, and it and this requires us to uh, get the large scale electronic health records and prepare new language models that are specific to this uh, clinical domain. And sometimes you can also try to. Have uh, you know even in this in this large scale the domain, you can also make it specific for a specific diseases and build uh, language models that uh, fit for this uh, for these uh, uh, matter.
1: Got it. Got it. The if we're looking at regulations and you know clinical data, hospitals, their willingness or their ability. To collaborate and and share this information for this research, is that that, that, that I, we know it's difficult and it's not trivial. Is it is it an, a you know a, a
0: blocker sometimes,
1: or is it just some challenge that you have to overcome, but it's trivial to overcome it?
0: Yeah, it's it's a big challenge. Like this is one of the biggest challenges actually that uh, we face because. Uh, this the data the clinical data is you know uh, has uh, it's a it's a very sensitive and private data that sharing it and trying to use it even for you know for good matters because you we you use it to save the humanity but uh, even though uh, this is a prime uh private information and uh, the process of Acquiring and, uh, you know, collecting this uh, data is is really time consuming and sometimes a real uh, required hard work of, you know, all the, what is it called, the IRBs and uh, being able to have uh, HIPAA compliant uh, servers and where do you save the data and how do you process it and how do you de-identify it. So this is this is a, definitely a big challenge and um, and also you need like the collaboration with the hospitals you need to find the hospitals that would like to be engaged in research because not every not all hospitals are you know are, are ready for this and would like to invest this uh, time of their clinicians and of their staff for the for, for research
1: mm-hmm. Interesting, and if we're looking a little bit ahead, so what, what how how impactful do you think this technology tangibly will be in the next few years? sort of right now it, it, from the outset, it doesn't seem like too much is happening yet in the integration of NLP and healthcare but but is there a lot going on? Do we expect it to happen soon, maybe only in five, ten years where what is sort of your
0: prediction of that there is definitely huge uh, amount of research happening in this area and uh, and the universities are investing you know um, a lot of uh, resources on this uh, on this area as example now in northeastern we are building a computational medicine uh, center and hiring uh, you know st- uh, assistant professors and research scientists to focus on this, uh, on this, um, uh, you know, very important mission for the humanity, and I assume that all universities are also, st- uh, you know, focusing on this uh, combination of uh, medicine and artificial intelligence in order to be able to be, you know, to deliver solutions that can uh, save a lot of lives.
1: Well, And if we're looking at, at academia versus private companies as catalysts for, for this integration and innovation, how do, you, how do you see the role of academia versus private startups or companies?
0: Yeah, so I was actually also, as I mentioned, I was in the industry, also in the healthcare domain. Uh, it's different budget different budget to engage you know hospitals or uh, of course in the industry they we have uh the money to you know to pay for uh, ho- pay hospital like a million dollars just to get their staff working on the project and you know deploying this project uh th- this is like this is the main uh, difference but uh, on the academia you have you know a lot of uh Researchers that are ready to to do this uh, and to try and you know have the incentive for the hospitals to be able to you know to en- to be a- to be engaged in this in this effort without these uh, large scale budgets that exist in the industry. Mm. Yeah,
1: and from a from a research perspective, is it more that, you know, if we're looking at what needs to happen, make a significant impact? Is it, are do we, do we already have significant technology that is ready to be implemented today and we should be focusing our efforts there? Or do we need to be focusing our efforts in the healthcare domain on, on further NLP research? In other words, if we had to choose where to divide our resources between, you know, cutting edge, Progressing NLP further as, an, as, the, as, as a mathematical domain versus the implementation and integration of NLP into the healthcare industry. How, where, where do you think we are?
0: I think that we are in a very um, uh, critical and important uh, place where we have the... Artificial intelligence and natural language uh, processing techniques that are ready to be used in the in the uh, in the healthcare and in the medicine uh, domain, and uh, this is this is what we we are trying to use. We use these techniques. We apply them to solve uh, problems and tasks that exist. In the uh, medical research domain, so and I think the the, te- the technologies are well evolved, and uh, and are ready to be used in the in the medical research. Mm-hmm. And tell me about your work as an assistant professor, Northeastern. What well, what are you doing there? Yeah, so. Uh, as I said, I'm focusing on the use of artificial intelligence and multimodal data. When we say multimodal data, it's uh, imaging modalities uh, like uh, CT, MRI, X-rays, and use and also modalities like uh, the textual data, which we extract from the electronic health records, and we try to model it and understand uh, these large-scale reports that we have written. Long time ago, and keep are uh, uh, growing, and the uh, modalities as genomic data for the matter of improving disease care and trying to predict uh, adverse events. Trying right after uh, specifically one of the research that I'm uh, focusing on now is uh, how can we predict adverse events after cardiothoracic surgeries. And we have hospitals that are uh, we are collaborating with, and they are really engaged in this uh, in this important effort. Um, and also, I'm focusing on uh, the use of this uh, artificial intelligence techniques and natural language processing and image processing for uh, recommending personalized treatments that would definitely help uh, in the lifestyle and in the outcomes uh, of, uh, of, the, of the future of each one of these uh, patients. When you, when you try to understand, given the history of the, of the patient, what is the best uh, treatment, what is the best medication, what is the best surgery that he should, uh, he should be given, you can uh, meaningfully improve the process of his recovery, and uh, sometimes, a lot of times, it's saving his lives. His lives.
1: Incredible. It sounds like you're you're very passionate about what you're doing, and uh, you're very clear on sort of why you're you're in this space. It sounds like it's coming from a very uh, impactful part, right? Yeah. Was there a a certain instance or reason why? You sort of took on this challenge of, of NLP with healthcare. You mentioned in the beginning that you're doing this because you, you want to, to potentially save lives using technology. But, you know, was this always from growing up what your intention was? That's why you got into technology? Or is it something that sort of shifted over time?
0: Uh, well, actually, it's, it's uh, when I started to deal with... Uh, it started, of course, with the projects that I was working on for the HERA. Or using artificial intelligence, national language processing for healthcare, and, and then I realized how important this domain and how important uh, this effort. And uh, I saw it as a, as you know, as a critical mission that I need to take on on myself and uh, pursue these uh, types of research.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, if you had to choose one thing that you're most excited about in the NLP domain or technology domain in general, in the next few years, what well, what is something that really sort of blows your mind as as it's happening now?
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm really interested about you know uh, these uh, lang- these language models that can be adapted to the to the clinical domain, as you know. You need to o- always be up to date with, the uh, with the techniques for, uh, language models. We had, you know, uh, and in the last few years, it was a real revolution. Like we started with the word to vague on Google and then BERT, attention is all you need and, uh, for transformers and then BERT and then GPT-3. It's like, it's the pace is really, really, uh, risk.
1: I love it. Said, thank you very, very much for, for coming and for sharing a little bit about your passion on uh, NLP from even before you were doing it with healthcare all the way to today. You've seen some of the really awesome transformations uh, with the different uh, seminal papers, but then the production of them into the industry. And it sounds like your work with academia is very much aligned with your own personal mission. And so it's uh, very inspiring and uh, And and I'm really excited to be following your own journey and seeing uh, the amazing impact that you're going to continue doing. So thank you very much for that.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.